The more you know, the more you know, the more you know, it's the more you know. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the More You Noble Sports Podcast. Today is October the 12th, 2022. It is postseason baseball. But before we get into the Cardinals debacle and the rest of the postseason, let's go ahead and give a moment of silence for the 2022 St. Louis Cardinals season. Okay, now what do we do? What's next? I know it's the fourth time we've done that. <laughs> well, we've, nobody knows that. So as far as they're concerned, that's the first time. We've had some Wi-Fi issues that have hindered us from recording this podcast and actually being able to upload it. But um, what's next? I don't know. I mean, who do you root for? I thought Seattle was going to steal one yesterday in Houston, the first game. And Jordan Alvarez, you know, they brought in Robbie Ray, their big-time free agent, the big fish they caught. And he just leaves a two-seamer right over the middle of the plate, and Jordan does not miss. This is right over After, the plate. like, if – here's the – I love – I'm a Robbie Ray fan. I like his – look, tight pants, great look, whatever. Hey, go with it. If you can rock it, go with it, right? He's fun. Yeah, he's awesome. But, man, he wasn't good in Toronto. And then to come in I, – I feel for him because that dude is nasty. Obviously, last year's AL Cy Young Award winner. Seattle signs him in the offseason. Great signing to pair. Then you go get Luis Castillo. I think there's a lot of questionable – Questions there with what Scott Service did. I don't hate it. I mean, I you're going with what you think is the best. It's Jordan Alvarez. Here's the thing. That dude is David Ortiz reincarnated. That's all there is to it. The one thing you can say is one Paul Seawald needed to do his job before Jordan got up. I Correct. was listening to the, So I was at the grocery store at Aldi yesterday while that game was going on. So I didn't see it. But I was listening to the Seattle broadcast on um, the MLB app because we have the MLB um, TV or whatever it's called. And they said just whatever you do. Do not let Jordan Alvarez get to the plate this inning. And then you walk and you hit a guy, and it's like, well, and then you go to the base hit, and it's like, okay, well, you know, this is what you did. And I know that they, you're going to say Jordan was 0 for 7 with three Ks, I believe, against Paul Seawald. So you might just leave him in there. But you cannot let that guy get up in that situation. You just can't. No. There are some guys wow. that just shine brighter under the lights, and Jordan Alvarez is one of those guys. Uh, that's a really good, again, once again, good journalism too. Also shout out to you for saying Aldi instead of Aldi's nice job. Thank you. Yep. Um, it saved me so but, much money that I feel like I earned yes, the value. They, they're the best. Money. Literally the best. Can't see their I saw grapes for a dollar and 50 cents yesterday and about passed out and fell over. It's it's, I had a buddy once who told me it's the one place he goes and he doesn't even look at prices. He just puts things in his cart and it's almost the same price, no matter what you get every time. No, I'll spend – I spend like 20 – between like – we split it, so I spend like 20 bucks a week on groceries. Yeah, it's the best. 20, and, their, and their shit's good. Like that's the other thing. You're not right. buying crap. Yeah. The only thing but that anyway. is expensive is chicken. Chicken's expensive uh, everywhere, I think. Well, it's expensive everywhere, right. Um, transition, good transition. Again, that U of I journalism degree paying off well. Um, as you talk about the stars shining brightly at the biggest moments – Ours did not, and that is why we are watching, trying to decide whom to root for instead of right now being glued to the TV as the Cardinals would be playing in Atlanta at Truist Park. Yeah, it it really sucks. I feel for him. You know, I really feel for Nolan and Goldie because you know how bad they want it. Like, that's not that's never been a question for me. I don't – I mean, I know we had that whole vaccination situation. I don't want to get back into that. But for me, it's never been a question of how badly those two want to not only win a ring and win in general, but to bring one to St. Louis. I feel like that is important to both of those players. 
to bring them back here. It seems like they both love it here. And I'm going to share something with you. I read. I like to read these. The post dispatch. They have um, they have chats. Gould and Ben Fred both do it. Where there's like mm-hmm. Q and A's and they answer questions. And this was a question about um, Nolan and Goldie, just how they didn't produce, and kind of obviously, you know, bashing them and saying that they they didn't want it more or whatever it was. And his and Ben Fred, who was in the clubhouse, I assume, um, his response was Nolan Arenado was crying in the clubhouse. Paul Goldschmidt looked like he was physically ill. I promise they don't need to have it explained to them that they let the team in the city down. And that, that almost, I almost cried after reading that. Like you do, when you have guys, two guys like that, they're, they're like, they're like superhumans to people that watch them every day, just because they mean so much. And you just know how badly they want it. And your heart kind of breaks for both of them that they just, you know how good they are. And you know that they can come through in those moments, but that they didn't and that they have to sit with this for five months. And they're probably I doubt they're watching these games, to be honest with you. They probably don't want to, but I hope they're not. Like to be honest, I hope not. Look, we were there on Friday um for the, I guess what we would call the Midwest Mayhem debacle. I don't know what you want to call it. Um, never heard that place louder than when you have to hit the home run. Again, almost killed my wife. Like I I literally almost trampled her because I slipped on peanuts as I was trying to give you two high fives and everybody else high fives as soda was being spilled and beer. The place was erupting. It was incredible. And then with what seemed like in the matter of seconds, it was all just yanked away from us. And I said to you, and I know you got kind of angry with me, but that's okay. That like when we woke up Saturday morning, I had zero expectations Saturday. And it was just because one day game going into night game, I think it would have been way better if we played a night game on Friday and he turned right back around and played 11 a.m. on Saturday but that's irrelevant. I just had this feeling that once that happened with your, your stud closer on the mound um, and, and a fluky injury, Nolan hit a ball. We were standing right there that I thought was gone. If not off the wall early in the game, it was caught. It felt like one of those days where it just wasn't going to happen. And then all of a sudden you see your three best infielders not come up with the big plays, zero errors given, whatever, irrelevant, but that, and then it well, just, Goldie's it was, wasn't an error; was a fielder's choice. Right, that's fair. Yeah, I, I I'm just saying, like, you, I'm not saying Tommy's was an error either. Like, out of position, potentially, I would have had him back. That's just me. Hindsight's undefeated. They, whatever. Well, they but the point was, it just happened so fast; it spiraled out of control. We walked out of there like not nobody knew what had happened. Like it was that fast. It wasn't even really anger for me. It was just like, it was like you were shell shocked. Honestly, that that had just happened. Um. The ball that Nolan hit, by the way, uh, it was 75% of the balls hit at that launch angle and that exit below. I believe he hit 103 point yeah. something miles per hour were home runs this season. So yeah. it should have been a home run. The ball, it was just the air. He said he thought players. it was gone. Oh, he, he said he I, goes I home mean, run. You know when he he does that thing when he hits a ball and he kind of like gallops a little bit and yeah. you know, okay, he got it. He did that when he hit it. It just didn't go out. Um, yeah, it was, I, I don't know. It's it just, it's hard to even recap what happened. Cause it just, it happened so quickly, but I think you're looking back on it and you look at the Braves, you look at the Astros, even the Mariners, I guess you can put the limb in there. I don't think that they built a team that was good enough to, to win in October. Yeah. Oh, I agree. And I think that's something that we're going to hit on. Um, here's the thing. Like I, I I've been spending a lot of time on Twitter uh, the last couple of days, just kind of reading things and just trying to get the, the gauge and so many people like just drive you crazy, but that's irrelevant. Um, a lot of a lot of the thoughts are we should go spend a lot of money on Carlos Rodon. I'm not arguing. Like I, I love Carlos Rodon. He's only what 28, 29. Uh, I think he'd be a great fit here. He might be older. When than you that. have, huh? He might be in his 30s. 
I don't think so. I think he's late twenties. If I looked right, I could be wrong. He but... turns thirty in December. Okay, so twenty nine. I was. I, that's what I thought. Um, I, I'm not saying that's a wrong take. I. It wasn't starting pitching though that cost us these two games. It hasn't I mean, been for years. Right. Q was incredible, and we could talk, and we can spend a lot of time if you want. I don't think we need to uh, revisiting. I would have left him in. Um, I understand why they didn't. I completely get it. The third time through the lineup. Hoskins, Real Muto, I understand it. I don't necessarily always think analytics are great because for every stat, there's an opposite stat that shows you the other way. Um, I thought he neutralized the entire lineup incredibly well. He seemed to have every pitch working. Defense was working well. Um, you can question the, the only thing I think I questioned that whole day, and I've said this steadfast, I don't think I try to go to get uh, Ryan Helsley five outs. It didn't work. Like that's, that's all there is to it. It didn't work. He's one of been the best closer in baseball, one of. And it didn't work. That's all you can say. Yeah, it's just – and that, that whole situation is getting really weird about – they've been talking about it. And it sounds like Helsey may have not even been hurt, to be honest. Like, that's kind of – like, they talked to Ollie about it on the show the next day, and he said well, he wasn't hurt. Like, he just wasn't controlling his pitches, and he had no feel for the ball. So, I don't know. There's conflicting things on that. Um, what I'll say about the Quintana situation, I get it if you want to leave him in. There's already been some games in this postseason where you've seen what a third time through the order can yeah. look like. And the Phillies, it. the Phillies are not a lineup that you want to go third time through because of how powerful they are. They just they they can get you in a second, any of those guys. So that's my one take. And also I think Ollie's game plan, the, and it's not just his, by the way. So Ollie and the front office and the analytical people and Mike Maddox, all of their game plan, because they all combine in the postseason, everyone's together in their game plans. Um, it was working to a T. And the part that you probably felt the most confident about working didn't work. And that's right. all you can say. That's yeah. Ryan Helsley. That's the guy yep. you penciled in and said, if we need, I'm assuming they said, if Gio can roll through five outs, then let's let him do that. And we have Helsley available for four of the five outs. And that's probably the part they said, if we can get that to him, the game's over. And it just, it wasn't. It didn't yep. work. Yeah, two outs and a, and a fluke single, and then the next thing you know, it spiraled out of control. Now, now, here's the thing. Then you go game two, Miles comes out, and I thought through also a very good game. Um, I mean, gave up the job. home run to Harper early. Harper has had so far an incredible postseason. Five for ten coming in. He's already got a hit today. Um, again, I'll say it, and I said it, and and I know I feel bad for Nolan and Goldie. I love those guys. Like, don't get me wrong, I love them. But to win, you have to have your stars be stars in the postseason. We saw Alvarez last night with the home run. We've seen what Harper's done. We saw Machado, another home run tonight. We saw what yeah, he did in the New York series. He, what a, what a season name Machado's had, by the way. We need to talk about him later. Yeah, that guy, he should right. be serious consideration for every award possible. Remember when I said, and you said no, I said, hey, shouldn't he yeah, be but considered? Remember, yeah, and then I changed it after I looked at his stats closer. But he is just – What are you looking at? Do you have an alien game, to the, your the, – The game's up over there. <laughs> We're right here. I know, I I know, but I can't. I couldn't find a spot to where I could do both, where it's not. You don't notice. Um. Anyway, uh. Yeah. So that and, and I'll say it like you had and I said this going into the series. So this isn't. This was foresight, not hindsight. If Golan, Golan, Nolan, Goldie, and and Pujols don't shine in the Philly series, and every series passed and it didn't matter. Um. Nolan and Goldie won for fifteen with six five strikeouts. That, that just doesn't get done. And I understand they're upset, and I would be too. But the And I know Nolan hit a bunch of balls hard. I understand all that. Bone makes a great play at third. 
but Paul Goldschmidt was MIA. You that, that just can't happen. Like if you want to be an MVP guy, and and I still think he wins the MVP, but you have to perform in the postseason. And I've seen a lot of people say like maybe we should wait till postseason awards are over, till the postseason's over to, to vote for awards. I'm not saying I agree yeah. with it, but I do understand it's it because what Manny Machado is doing right now is way different than what Paul Goldschmidt did right now. Well, there's postseason MVP awards, so I don't agree with that. Um, I get it. I, I'm not saying I agree either. Mike Trout or Otani MVP awards because they yeah, don't. Have I, like I said, I um, get it. I have one. T- I've been thinking about this a lot since it ended because I have nothing else to do but think about how we could prevent this from happening next year. Um, again. I think you Paul Goldsmith's not young, right? He's getting he's gonna be turning 36 this year. Is that right? Mm-hmm. 36. He's about to turn 35. It looks like 35, 35. yeah. He just turned 35. Maybe you don't let Goldsmith play 150 something games next year. Right. Maybe you say Gold. I mean, he had a wall in September and the rest of the year he had a wall. Um, maybe you say Goldie, you get 142 games this year. And you're gonna play a lot of games against the Reds, against the Pirates, against this year you're gonna get games against the Royals, the Tigers. Teams that are not very good, the national, the A's, the A's, set them yeah. out once at once every once every one of those series. The guy is not getting younger. You gotta you gotta rest him. I I think he hit a wall. I do. Um, at least I know. I I don't know. I don't think a rest day for Goldie is making him DH. He's not young anymore. He's thirty five years old. I think letting these guys. I get that they're workhorses. They want to be in the lineup every day, and they're praised for that. But a thirty five year old maybe shouldn't play one hundred and fifty one games. And then add to the point to where it would be way more than that if they didn't clutch the division so early. But then you're taking a bat away from him when he's trying to get right for the postseason. So I think that's something that you look at next year with him and Nolan to maybe give them some days off. They have enough depth. Um, I, just, I don't know. I, I don't know if that has anything to do with it, but I would imagine that wouldn't hurt. Yeah, I don't know either. And also the other thing is now the National League has the designated hitter, like you can almost give them some more, even more days off than that. Yeah. By just letting them hit. And I know people are like, well, you're still working. I get it. But it's not the it's not the taxing on your body of being in the field, running in and out every half inning. You just have to go up and hit four times. So maybe that 142 games could go down almost to 130 where you DH 12 of those. Then you're off to 20, if that makes sense. Like I, I can kinda, see that for sure. That's one of the things as well why I'm not really in the in the pack of go sign a, a full an all, a full-time DH. Because I don't think that lets you take advantage of that spot as much as you'd like to. Like Wilson Contreras, we'll get to him probably a little bit later. But yeah, if you will. were to go sign him, he normally starts about – like this year he started about 20-ish games at the at the DH mm-hmm. spot, maybe more than that. Um, you can use that to your advantage and give guys some more days off. And I get Nolan and Goldie, the parts of their game that – the reason they're such valuable players is they're great on both sides of the ball. I understand that. But there are – you got to get – those guys have to be fresh for October. That's the it. bottom line. They have to be right, and you have to find a way to get those guys hitting in October because I don't think it's a it's a can't-do-it-in-the-postseason thing for them. I don't. I think this year is a very poor timing for when the postseason came because I'm in – if the postseason was at the end of August, I don't think they would have gone over. I think they would have gone off yeah. probably. When you look at Goldie's last 10 games in the postseason here, five for 43, that's concerning. I mean, I'm sorry. Like – and I know, and here's the thing, the last few years, we've been playing meaningful baseball up until the end. So it's not like there was this look, like that is a massive concern. And if you look at Nolan when he's been here, also in his, and, and again, we're talking three games. So again, small sample size, one for, one for, what was it? One for 13? That's, I mean, that's not going to cut I'll, it. I will, I will say there's some caveats to that. Goldie was great in the NLDS in 2019, right? He, he was, was really good. Against the Braves. 2020. 
that pitching staff shut everybody. I mean, sorry, the NL, the NLCS, that pitching staff shut everybody down. 2020 was weird. And then he's gotten three games the last, the last two years. So yeah, those numbers, I get it, but there are some things you could say that maybe counter like Goldie's not a guy that gets, I don't think super jazzed up. It doesn't seem like, so it wouldn't really make much sense for him to be a guy that's terrible in the postseason. And you saw with Clayton Kershaw, that narrative's there until it isn't until he went out there and shoved to a world that's, series. So he that's where I'm going with Goldie. That narrative is there and it's got to stay there. Like, I'm sorry. It, but... Like it is a results oriented business. And, it, and that, that light never gets brighter than come to playoffs. And you can, you can have as many great uh, regular seasons as you want, but if you fail in the postseason. That's what I mean. A lot of people. I'm not saying your whole career is judged on that, but that is. I mean, Matt Holiday is one of those guys. Like we can talk about that. Holiday had a couple of good series here, but he also had a lot of series where he completely disappeared, and it cost us moving on in the postseason. So again, Matt Holiday, Cardinals Hall of Famer. Goldie's going to be a Cardinals Hall of Famer. I'm not arguing that. I'm not arguing the greatness of Paul Goldschmidt. I am saying that it's been a long time since our stars have shown up on the biggest stage, and that's got to happen. And I. You know, I saw Ben Fred's column about how it's either Jeff Albert or it's the hitters. Like, I don't necessarily agree with that, although I do sort of agree with the fact that, yeah, it is the offense. I I think what we got out of a lot of guys this year was better than what any of you or I or a lot of people could have expected. But if we're if you're looking, just look at the lineups left, the Phillies, the Dodgers, Padres, obviously without Tatis, I get it. But and, and the Braves, our lineups do not match up with them one through nine. They just they line don't. up to the Padres, but the other ones, yeah, I agree. right, agree. Um, I would say, well, I don't know. I think you're like, I, here's, here's the thing that I think I, I've been thinking about a lot lately is you look at our lineup. Yeah, we are top five to 10 in most categories offensively, but you look at how, look at how we got there. We got there from hot stretches from Gorman, hot stretches from Yepes, hot stretches from Donovan, from Newpar, from Kisner even at times who got hot at times. I mean, there were, there were stretches of baseball where these guys were producing. And then you look at it, Gorman tailed off. Yepes got hurt. Donovan eventually cooled off in the postseason. He was not good. Newpart was not the same guy. So, yeah, we had good, a good offense, but there's also – you look at it, where was the consistency? There were two guys who were consistently good the whole year. Well, Al, and Albert, not. one of the best hitters in baseball. One, Albert, one of the best horrible. hitters in baseball since the All-Star break. Yeah, but he was horrible the first half. Yeah, so there right. Were no, there were two guys that were consistent the entire year. Everyone else was not consistent. It was the flip of the coin. And then those two disappeared when we needed them the yeah, most. Yeah, I mean – I mean, because they—I can't—they're probably exhausted mentally and physically. But also, here's the thing, and I think get, they need to get one more hitter. And I'm not including a catcher in this. That's a—that's a separate issue. You need to get Contreras, and I will not hear any excuses as to why you don't get him if he goes somewhere else. But you need to get another hitter other than him. I agree. You need to have you, it cannot be Goldie and Nolan have to do it, or no. we are done. It can't. Can't do it again. No. That's enough. Um, and we were hoping to just, just a couple things before we get to because I do want to get to the offseason and some trades and some things that maybe we can look in, into and some ideas. Um, you know, you look at pools and you look at, at Golding, and, and look, it sucks because the farewell tour was awesome. But I'm not going to lie if I don't say that I also believe the farewell tour was distracting to a lot of players. And I, I it wasn't distracting to Albert because Albert went out and hit on, on, on this game two. Like he had two, three hits game two. But what I'm saying is I just feel like when you see it every night, every night it's Yachty, it was Yachty, Albert, Wayno, Albert, 700, Yachty, Wayno, 325. And it, that's all you're hearing. I feel like maybe the, the, the greater message of when a World Series got lost, and I don't think it, that's anybody to blame. 
I think that's human nature to where you're watching these guys every night. And then next thing you know, it's the playoffs and you're still watching them when we need you to perform. And I, I just, I do believe that that had something to do with it. I'm not going to ever forget the 2022 season because what we saw for 162 games was magical with everybody. It really was. But again, the greater goal when you start day one of pitchers and catchers reporting is, is being the last team who wins right at the end. Yeah. And we're, we haven't been there in 11 years. And I know obviously a lot of teams haven't, but I do believe that that farewell tour was a little like anticlimactic at the end because it was over and they're like, Oh, we have to start playing games to matter. I don't know. I, I will say the one thing that was constantly said about the team by reporters and by um, Ollie is that he was impressed that with, that these were not distractions. I agree. That they were not distractions, but they were um they were the coincide it was coinciding with winning. So um I don't know if that's true. I guess that's what everyone was saying that ever at the end of every time there was a a milestone, they said, Well, don't forget this. Um I don't know. And I think it all comes down to let me benefit. let me just say I, I don't disagree that they're all saying it. That doesn't mean that in, that you had a group of young guys first time in the big leagues and yeah. they're experiencing this massive thing with Albert and Yachty and Wayno. And I'm, I'm not saying that that wasn't talked about every night, but I do believe that when you're sitting back waiting for Albert to get to 700, then you see him get to 7th or 03, Wayno and Yachty get to, to 328. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh, well, we won the division. Oh, now we have to play meaningful baseball. I don't know that it's that easy to just flip it on. And we saw the Phillies playing meaningful baseball literally down to almost the end. And then they come in. Also, let's also not forget. We've only scored four runs in the last three games, but you also saw Max Scherzer, Zach Wheeler, and Aaron Nola. Like we have to give those guys some some cred because they were great. Zach Zach Wheeler's dominating again tonight against the Braves. What did we face Max Scherzer last year and against the Dodgers oh, in the one game oh. playoff? You said last uh, last playoff. The last three. Playoff. That's why I said that we scored three four runs in the last three playoff games. Well, we faced I mean, Scherzer, yeah. Wheeler, Nola. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, that's true. But let's not act like those guys have zero ERAs. You should be able to score a run off them. I'm not saying that. Um, I am they saying played, they faced Zach Wheeler three times this year and didn't score one run off him. I know that's not acceptable. I don't care who it is. No. He's not Jesus. Right. He's not winning to Cy Young. Right. He's not right. like he's that's that's unacceptable. And here's and I think the biggest thing for me, they were relying on too many young guys. They just were. Yeah. It's like you can't have a lineup where your leadoff hitter is a rookie, your five hitters a rookie, your what was Yepa's batting? Six or seven? I don't know where he was batting. Wherever he was batting, he's a rookie. And then you get down, and it seems like Dylan Carlson's fucking old. Right. Lineup. Like, he's been around for years. Like, you've got to have – I don't know. And then the veteran presence they decided to <laughs> get was Corey Dickerson. Look at the lineup they rolled out there in the last game. It's not good enough. No, it it's is not. not. And no. I don't know. I, I, I guess I brainwashed myself. <clears throat> sorry, I'm sorry. Into thinking that maybe it was. It's just not. It's not good and enough. And that, that's what I was saying. Like, if you look at the – like, again – Discount the Padres if you'd like. Tatis is in there. It's different. But you look at the Dodgers, Phillies, and Braves. We don't even come close when you look at their top, especially their top five. But you just look at the length of the lineup. We don't have it. And that's something they're going to have to address in the offseason. You and I have talked about it. Sorry. <coughs> Sorry. Um, this front office has a massive offseason here. Um, Yachty and Pools are gone. Wayno, we'll get to Wayno in a minute because I do want to talk about him. But with your offense, you have a lot of tradable player commodities because you have a lot of people who aren't going to fulfill roles, everyday roles on this team. You've got Nolan and Goldie. You've got Tommy at short. Outside of that, I think you have a lot of question marks on what you want to do. With I, okay, I think second base 
you don't trade either of those two at second base. You keep them both, and they compete to see who gets the job. And that's fine. That is fine. But what I'm saying those is two really good options over there. I what think. I'm saying so I think is, you your infield you, figured out. You've got a lot of you got a lot of guys, and you and I have talked about this, who are a lot alike. So my in my opinion, Nolan Gorman's my second baseman next year. Like that's just it. And if you need to move Donnie around and you need to do something, but I want to see Nolan Gorman get a shot more so than even Paul DeYoung got because we gave him a le- 48 leashes. Let's give Nolan Gorman one of those leashes and let's let him go into spring training knowing that he's your everyday guy, whether he's playing second or he's DH and he's going to be in the lineup seven out of eight days, seven out of nine days. And let's see what he can do and at least give him, if nothing else, uh, 250, 300 at bats early on to see because we don't know. We, he came up, he had a great stretch, he got cold, and they buried his ass on the bench. And then they sent him to Memphis, and then they wanted to know why he wasn't hitting in Memphis. Then they call him up, they give him one at bat in the in the postseason, and he gets a hit. Like, let's see what we have with him because I, I love Brendan Donovan, and I think he still has a massive role on this team, but the upside isn't even close when we're talking no. ceilings of Nolan Gorman versus Brendan Donovan. And I don't think there should be the same player on this team. Nolan Gorman should be your everyday second baseman. And we just talked about wanting our, some of our guys to get days off their feet, DHing. Guess who can play any position on the field? Agreed. Brendan Donovan. So I agree. You know, so you don't have to worry about finding spots for Brendan Donovan. You just don't. He will. You will have places to play him. God, I mean, you're going to have injuries throughout the 162. He can play in those stretches. That's a, that He should be a utility guy. I mean, that's a great weapon to have. If Absolutely. You want to DH him, kind of what Tommy him. did. Kind of what Tommy did yeah. for a few years. And if years. you like Donna, and if you want to DH him sometimes, go for it. Like he's a great right. hitter, but he should, and yes, he should be in the lineup at least four times a week next year, probably. But you shouldn't, but you have, I mean, who would not want an infield right now coming into next year of Nolan Arnado and Paul Goldsmith, two of the best players in baseball? Tommy Edmond, the best defensive player in baseball. I'll stand by that until the day I die. And then Nolan Gorman, who has the upside of, I mean, he literally could be Brandon Lau for you. And that's right. the guy you've been needing for a long time. So the questions you land to, I think, and I think those questions answer themselves. The outfield and catcher, catcher, they're going to get somebody, I believe. And for you guys um, worried about Contreras and him DHing sometimes, I have no problem with that, letting Andrew Kisner get 60 Agreed. starts a year. I have no problem Agreed. With so, and by the way, Kisner, great hitter in the minor leagues. Go look at his stats. Um, let Kisner and Contreras be the guys there. Contreras obviously getting the first guy, but if he needs some days off to DH, then Kisner can catch. I have no problem with that. The outfield's where you have the questions. You got to decide if you want DC to be your everyday center fielder, and if you don't, you got to trade him because he's going to have some value. I, you can't. He cannot be a platoon guy. He just can't. He has to be your everyday center fielder. I agree. And you've got to find someone. I don't know who it is. They can figure out how he can hit left-handed better and to get some muscle on that guy. For God's sake, the guy was like his power grade in the minor leagues was incredible, and it's just gone. Why? Why is it gone? Can someone? I don't know. I don't know, but what I do know is this, like I watched this year and I'm not saying that I don't understand it, but we've done this in the past with guys like Wong and Grichik and Fam, and we've seen it. Let, first of all, next year, like I said, I want DC in center field. I want Gorman at second base and I want Juan Yep as every, as my everyday DH, unless there's a really tough righty and you want to give Nolan Gorman the DH spot and you put Brenda, whatever that is, but let's let those, those two guys have proven both above league average and OPS, above league average and OPS plus. That's your future. Those are the guys. So put these, and then you got to make decisions on Newpar. You got to make a decision on Tyler O'Neill. You need to bring in another corner outfielder who is a middle of the order bat, in my opinion, top to middle, that can play every day. You have to. This lineup is not deep enough 
And it's not going to be, we had Albert Pujols hitting second in the playoffs. Like that can't happen next year that you can't bring in Corey Dickerson again. You can't bring in somebody like him again. You have to let Gorman, you can't just keep platooning Gorman and Carlson with these young guys and expect them to, to produce. They're used to playing every day. So I guess you I have a question play. for you. What if Jordan Walker comes up at the end of the year and wrecks in spring? Who's, what do you do? What do you do if you want well, Carlson? I, and Okay, say, say you have Carlson in center field. I think he's a lot to be starting at the beginning of the year. Um, I think Jordan Walker is going to make a push, and if they decide to put him on the roster and he's in the right field or left field, I don't care. You got two guys. What do you do with Newbar and O'Neal? And my second point would be you have to decide that before the season, before spring training. Like I think, if you think Jordan Walker up. has a – hold on one second, sorry. If you think Jordan Walker has a legitimate chance – to make the team out of spring because they'll know that before they go in that if he does certain things he'll have a chance. Then you've got to trade those guys and one of those guys in the offseason and get some value back for him. You just do. Yeah. Well by the way, as of two days ago, Jordan Walker was dominating the Arizona Fall League. I did not I didn't see what he did yesterday or today. But um here's the thing with Walker, yes, I here's I, I don't understand the apprehension. Look at what Michael Harris and Von Grissom did for the Braves this year. Look at what we've seen Juan Soto do in the past. Bryce Harper done in the past. We've seen guys come up at young ages and have a lot of success. Jordan Walker's dominated at every level. I don't see AAA being any different. Does he really need AAA at bats? Double A way harder than AAA as far as the pitching goes, because that's where all the prospects go. And it's also where you never know if you're getting strikes or not. So, yeah, I agree. I think you have to give him a shot. I'm on – it's going to sound outlandish. I understand it. I am on the do whatever you can to get Mike Trout here next year. And I know that sounds crazy. I get it. But here's the thing. The Angels are going to have a new ownership. They're going to have – Otani's gone. Th- there's zero reason. Mike Trout wants to win. There's zero reason to restructure for him to re- Has he ever said he wants to win? Okay, hold on. Let me finish. There's zero reason for him to restructure his deal. Look, we have seen Mo pull off the Goldie trade, the Nolan trade. Uh, we've seen him pull off trades with superstars in the past. I'm not saying it's going to happen, but I am going to say that it wouldn't surprise me. And and we have been linked to this. This isn't just me. Like I've there's other people out there saying the Cardinals are linked to Mike Trout. And, and that just seems to make a lot of sense the next year. And maybe that maybe that is where you deal O'Neill and you deal Newbar. And maybe there's Herrera. There's like you have pieces to deal. Here's my question. Mike Trout. If it comes, and this is going to sound crazy because it's Mike Trout, but stay with me here because he's 31 years old and has back problems, okay? So let's throw that out there because that is true. Um, would you deal Jordan Walker for Mike Trout? I, pro- okay, I was going to I was gonna po- I was was gonna tweet about this. I think Walker's the one guy right now I'm not dealing. I wouldn't. So, I wouldn't do yeah, it. Even if it was straight, I agree. I'm not doing it. Yeah, and that sounds so outlandish to say. It does, but I think, he, I think outside around. of that, I think outside of him – Goldie, Nolan, everybody else in our offense is available. I'm not trading Gorman either. Yeah, okay, I get that. But then, okay, here's the thing, okay, and here's what I'll say. I agree with you, but then play him every fucking day next year. Let's not jack around with this guy. Put him in the lineup. It, we did this to Colton. We did, like I said, Gritchick. We saw this where they had to worry about if they were in the lineup or not, and if they went out and were 0 for 4 against a tough pitcher, they might either be on the bench or be sent to Memphis. You can't win that way. Well, let's be like they, fair. Let, they gave what, Gorman hold on, a lot let me finish. Hold on, let me finish. Vaughn Grissom comes up. You have Arcia there. They put Grissom in the lineup every day. And even if he had two 0 for 4s, he was in the lineup on the third night. You have to be able to do that with young guys. I mean, they benched Vaughn Grissom the last three weeks of the season. But I, what I'm saying – no, he was up for a while. They, he's still there. He, they benched him. I'm, I understand it now, but that's because you had guys coming back. Rosario came back. You had guys who came back. 
My point is, my point is, you still gave him the opportunity. Michael Harris, guy they pulled up from Double A, just like Jordan Walker, like we're talking about. Put him in there. He's played every day. He's going to win Rookie of the Year. He was hitting third the other night for the Braves in that lineup. Or he can hit ninth. Like you can put him anywhere in that lineup. The Cardinals have to. If you if you could tell me that you could come into the and again I go back to Trout. It could be someone else. And I love Tyler. Everybody knows my love for Tyler O'Neill. And if he were healthy, I would say great. We you how do you know if he's ever going to be healthy? But if you got Carlson in center, Walker in right, we talked about the infield. You've got Yepas, they're DHing, and you can add a, a left fielder who can play every day. That lineup you're, now you're becomes, like afraid to say his name because how crazy it sounds. I do. Okay, and you've got it. Mike Trout in left field. Like, yeah, it's Mike like, Trout. What, imagine Trout, Carlson, Walker, Nolan, Tommy, Gorman, uh, Goldie, Contreras, because you've got money to do both. And then you've got That's a lot of Yepes. money. That's a lot of money. I'll be fair. It is. But you can't tell me, quit watching the game. They're, the Braves are up 3 nothing. I know. I saw. Um, you can't tell me that they don't have the money. You also can't tell me that they don't like, look, if it, either we want to win and we want to get do something or we want to just get in. Well, you're talking what about is like it? a $220 million payroll if you do those two things. Well, how much are, I mean, you're losing a lot of money. Not that payroll. much. I, I w- here's, here's the thing that I'll say. I think the only way they go for Mike Trout. Okay, I'll say two things. One, if Mike Trout's available, they're going to be involved. We know that. They just will yep. um, Two, I don't know if they go get Mike Trout unless Nolan Arenado leaves. Uh, he's not leaving. No, he's not. I don't <clears> think so either. Um, also, they're going to restructure that contract. I hope they find a way, and I think this is why Nolan has announced opting out or opting in. I think I, you know, let's get to that right now because that is rather a big kind of a big topic. He had some comments. Yes, he said loved. It doesn't mean anything. He was speaking about a season <laughs> that had just ended. The dude had just gotten done crying, as I explained earlier. Um, and there was something else that I wanted. To say. He also said. We, they hope they figure it out. He loves it here. He loves the guys here. Um, he doesn't want to leave. He was there. I mean, Jeff Jones tweeted from the clubhouse that he was making plans with Lars Newfarm guys in the in the um, clubhouse for what they're going to do in Jupiter next year. Right. He's not leaving. That's not a guy yeah. that's leaving. That's not LeBron making an HBO show to say that he's leaving. It was but ESPN. I thought it was an HBO. No, the decision was on ESPN. I was so I was so young. Whatever. Yeah. But I think I hope they can find a way to restructure the contract without it impacting the amount of money the Rockies have to give to the Cardinals next season. Because right. next season, the way the contract's written up right now, the Rockies are paying $35 million, all of Nolan Arnaud's contract, for next year. Now, if they if that meant that they could say, hey, Nolan, we need that money because we want to go spend it on X player for next year, we will add another opt-out into your contract after this year, and we will restructure it then if you promise that we can do that. That's one thing I think they could do. But another thing, I don't know how it works to where if they completely restructured the deal to say you give them another two years and bump up the AAV on the contract. I don't know if that Rockies money still comes in. I do not know how much how that yeah, works. I don't either. I don't know all that either. And honestly, they can figure that out. But like I said, you just got two home playoff games where we were there. We saw how much money they were bringing in. You've got Ballpark Village. You had over three million fans again. Your second, second or second in attendance this year second. in the MLB. Uh, in MLB behind you, LA, who has the biggest? The you're, you're losing Yachty. You're using losing Wayno. You're losing some other guys off the books. If you make the right trades, yeah, honestly, I'm gonna be honest. Wayno. There's zero reason this team shouldn't have a 200 million dollar payroll. There just well, isn't. That's, that's true. I agree with that. Like it's 
it, it's Imagine honestly at this it, point, and you and I said it, and we said it on here, this is a massive offseason for Mo and the boys. Like, last year you brought in Drew Verhagen, bomb. Um, you brought in Nick Whitgren, bomb. Corey Dickerson had a nice little run. Starting for you at the end of the year was absolutely not good. He did have two hits on Saturday. That was awesome. But, again, for the most part, he didn't He didn't give you your money's worth. You brought in Steven Matt, did not – no, zero return on dollar there. Well, pending. I, I get it, but I'm saying for this year. I'm only talking about this year. Pujols, massive success. Stunning, massive success. Um, and then you brought in Brooks, gone. DFA'd very early. Well, he was he, a minor league contract. I get it, but what I'm saying is those are still guys we went out and we signed. And for the most part, every one of them outside of Pujols could have probably been DFA'd. And not that they were going to. I'm just saying that was the type of offseason we had. And so, you brought back Yachty and Wayne. Correct. Um, so here's my one thing. Let's get to Albert. What he made two point five million is what he signed for, right? I'm going to assume they made at least two hundred million dollars of Albert Pools last year, and I mean at least that's minimum. It might have been yes. closer to a bill. I'm not even kidding. But if you take into account everything with the parking, with the parking garages they own, with Ballpark Village, with jerseys, with um, jersey sales, beers from the people yes. that are there. Because when you go see Albert hit home run number six ninety eight, you're feeling happy and you're going to spend some money. Yes. Um, I mean, we saw everybody saw the stadiums down the stretch, right from from the middle of August on. Everybody saw that the stadiums were packed every from, night. From whenever that Brewer series we went to on, it was insanity at Bush Stadium every yep. single night. It didn't matter what day of the week it was. No. It didn't matter who they were playing. Here's, do you think? And I know that Mo and Dewitt are close. I'm aware of this. Do you think the fact that Mozilla's contract comes up after this year um, plays any role into him making maybe being more aggressive? It could. I don't. I honestly, dude. I I I'd love to look in and read those tea leaves. I don't know. I, I would like to think that the answer is yes. But and, and the and the other thing is here. One thing that we haven't pointed out is next year you're not going to play the Pirates, Reds, Cubs, Brewers seventy six times, uh-huh. right? You're playing a balanced schedule. I know we talk about you will get the A's and you will get some. I get it. But you're also going to get teams that you haven't, like the Astros. You're going to get the Mariners. You're going to get the Blue Jays, the Yankees, the Rays. I know we had them this year. But you're going to get the guard. You're going to get also really good you're teams. You're getting everybody. And you're, you're going to get more of it from some of the other teams. So the idea that, hey, just win the Central. Like, we saw that this year. We win the Central. We have to play the wild card, card round. And we get bounced in our own on in our own home you know, court or home state, like they're, they have, they're going to have to be diligent. Now we've talked a lot about the offense, right? Um, Lars, like let's talk about Lars just for a minute, because obviously great year. What do you do with him? What, what, what do you, do you see him? Is he a starter next year? Is he a bench guy? Is he a trade pick? I mean, I think I know where you're standing on this. I'm going to be honest with you. I, this is the first year in a long time in Cardinal baseball where I have zero fucking idea what I would do. Yeah. No idea. They're almost in too good of a situation with how many players they have that it could end up going bad. Yeah. One, they could make some trades and say we have some an abundance of players. It's crazy to me that they have an abundance of outfielders, but yet none of them have been good. But except for Lars. But you could like they 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 could go trade and make some big trades and then it backfires because you trade the wrong guys. They could make no trades and then it backfires because none of them are good. Or <laughs> like I don't know what I don't know what you do. Right. I don't know. Yeah, and you know, you can honestly say Tyler was never Tyler. It did feel like he came into the season after the, I, and I don't, whatever. He got married in the off season, but it felt like he came into the season. And the, I, I still believe that arbitration 
It wears on some guys, and I, I don't know if it did. In the offseason, or am I off on that? Do what? Didn't he hire Scott Boris? That I don't know, yeah, dude. He I, did. He okay. hired Scott Boris immediately after he started yeah. going crazy. So the, and, and then you have the multiple injuries, but that's something they're going to have to address. Like, where do you risk the, the injuries with him? And again, I'll go back to why was he playing center field every day when we know that he has bad legs? Like, that's bad. Uh, I love Ali. That's bad coaching. I'm sorry. Put Lars in. That's his decision. Okay. He's who, the one that makes those decisions. Well, then it's bad whatever, right? Like, it's, it's bad, bad management. management. Yeah. Okay, there you go. At the end of the day, I mean, John Mozart is the president of baseball operations. He has a hand in everything. So I, I think it. everything so goes back up. What I'm that. saying is whomever made the decision. It was bad. dumb. I, don't, I never understood yeah. that in the first place. Lars can it play doesn't make sense. Field. That's what you want to do. Um, he never got to get going. That's fair. Like, you look at the Boston series. He went absolute nut job that series and got hurt. He came, he came back again, was good, got hurt. Uh, yep. Had a huge moment in Atlanta, then was great in the Red Series and kind of fell off a little bit, then got hurt. Um. I don't know what you do with him. I don't I mean, either. I, I don't. Know. I also. I, would, I, I don't know what his trade value is. I don't know what his trade. It's it's, it's high. Twenty seven with injuries. Like he's had one great year. I I don't know. Maybe maybe we overvalue him. Like I feel like it's Cardinal fans. That's any fans. You overvalue your guys probably more. It's like fantasy baseball. Oh my guy's better. But that's why I, you know, I, I don't know. Right. But I got to believe that there's got to be value somewhere. If that's if the I'm not saying, by the way, let me make it clear. I'm not advocating for trading him right now, but I am saying I think that he has to be on the block. All, all I know is one, they need to make the decision on who they want to be a part of the team moving forward. If that's Lars Newpar, I'm not even opposed to it. Like that guy, he's me neither. Predictable as a hitter as you can have. Um, and I'm sure a lot of teams would be very interested in trying to bring him in if you tried to trade him. Um, and they just got to make a decision. You can't yeah. have any more of this. We have going to have eight guys in the outfield that have a chance to earn a spot. One that's not good for the players that, like Dylan Carlson, who keep getting taken out of the lineup and can't perform every day. And two, it's not good because you have other spots you might be needing to fill. So you've got to decide what you want to do. And if my, a player like Mike Trout becomes available, you got to just go for it at that point. Like you I just got to say, you've got to go for it and try and get that guy in your uniform if you can. Now, the, I don't know if he's going to become available. I don't, I don't know. Is the, I mean, the question the Angels are going to have to ask is, if is our um, organization more worth more with or without Mike Trout? What like what one is it? Um, right. And whatever that decision comes down to is what they're going to do before they sell it. Um, Absolutely, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. I, I honestly, the only thing I know for sure is Wilson Contreras should be a Cardinal. Everything else, I I yeah. don't know. I could talk about. I feel like I should agree with that. And let's let's get to I guess the big news of today. Uh, Adam Wainwright drops a series of tweets. Uh, by by the way, very. Classy as Adam Wainwright does, we are massive Adam Wainwright fans, and and I want to get a little bit deeper into this. But I'm going to have to go, go too deep, but essentially saying uh, taking blame for kind of how the season ended. Which, by the way, how classy of a fucking move is that from Adam Wainwright? Nobody's shocked by that. But also, I do have a question, and I think a lot of people are questioning this. Like, okay, you're you're looking at a video and you realize like a foot is a that, it's a foot. Yeah, but how does you- Mike Maddox not pick up that? How I does think, that's what like here's the thing? Hold on, let me finish. Let me finish. And I'll, I, I, then I'll ask my question. We have seen throughout the years here with with Wayno, with Jack, with Dak, with Miles, they catch everything. Like I'm talking about the smallest of things. I feel like if something's off, they've caught it within days. How does a pitching coach? Uh, we're not talking about oh, hey, my landing spot was off an inch and a half, a foot. 
Like, and he notices it now. I, you could question why didn't he? And he said, should have watched more video to where I would have caught it. But why is our pitching coach not catching that? That I think that's a valid question. I think he inadvertently threw Mike Maddox under the bus without knowing. I agree with you. I agree with that one. And I maybe don't think he, he did know to. it. Maybe he did know it. I don't know. I have no idea yeah. what their relationship's like. What I do know is someone should have caught it. Mm-hmm. A foot is. I mean, I'm a. I don't know what his stride is. Probably something like. Isn't it a stride? I mean, I mean he's six seven, feet, right? Over so it's got to be. Got to be huge. I mean, he gets all the way down the mat. Like he's off the yes. mat basically when he's throwing the ball. Um, I don't know. I don't. I don't know how that happens. I don't know how Wainwright can't feel it. I don't. I mean, I know as a. I was never a pitcher. You know, I did pitch every once in a while, and I know when I did pitch, I could see where my cleat was landing. So I could see in the ground if I was landing short. I could see where I was supposed to be landing from the ones that I threw well. So how does he not do that? I don't know. It makes no sense to well, me. Well, he did but say Mike, the injury to the knee, like the, the comeback. Yes, I get it, but Mike Maddox didn't know everything that. about his pitchers. That's right. his only job. Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll go back to, and I, I always bring it up because it was one of the most, like, incredible things you and I have seen. We go to a Mizzou game with Kyle McClellan, former Cardinal pitcher. You know, he's sitting right there next to us, and we're talking the game and everything else. And literally within, what, about seven pitches and one warm-up from the Mizzou pitcher, he picked up, like, six tells right off the bat. Oh, every time he throws his breaking ball – He's doing this with his glove. Oh, he's throwing a fastball. He was right every time the entire game. And that's why I'm saying, like, those guys in the dugout, they are so in tune with each other. I'm shocked that nobody picked that up. You know up. what's like, craziest to me, wow. though, is, look, one, if, uh, you would think if he was doing that and still performing well, uh, you, he would even pick up on the, hey, you're landing short. The crazy thing to me is they had to have been looking at film for hours to try and figure out why he sucked. And they didn't find it? I know. They didn't I know. have overlays like next to each other. Like, this is when you're good. This is when you're bad. And see it. Because here's the thing. Like, I've seen, like, a lot of their videos. They should, like, when you watch them, they're, like, side by sides. They're so overlaid. Should, right, right. Like, yeah. So, I, I don't know. But here, okay. So, that leads to my bigger question. What If Caleb Noble put on another one of your hats, um, we're the GM of the Cardinals. Are you bringing Wayno back for another year? Um next year because it does sound like he wants to come back next year um there's (laughs) no way i would tell him no i know i know but i would say i'm giving you five million dollars and that's all i'm going to okay i you're generous i'd say two and a half like i gave out he got what 18 last year yeah there's no way i'm giving him anywhere near that well that that he's worth more than that i'm not arguing that but here's okay let me say it let me say this Okay, and I'll probably take heat for this, but actually, I've had some people agree with me uh, who I've talked to today about it. Um, he had a good year. He did. Hold on, let me finish. I I love Adam Wainwright, and I want him back. What does make me a little nervous? Another farewell tour. I'm just going to be honest. He like it do does that. make. What? Well, well I'm not. This is. By the way, let me let me clarify. This is not a shot at Wayne. No, I'm not saying okay, this. I'm not doing that. that. He won't want. I'm that. just he saying I. That. There, and you and I've talked. I almost don't mind a fresh start, yeah, with a whole new roster. Like Here's to move thing. on from that era. That era is dead. It's done. But but let's also be honest. Would you be shocked if forty? How old's Wayno right now? 41, 42, 40? I don't even know how old he is. But would you be shocked if next year Wayno came out and was great? I wouldn't. No, I would be more shocked if he wasn't. Right. So that's where I'm at. Like, there's a part of me that says, let's move on and let's put this. 2001 era to 2020, the last 22 years behind us with Albert, Yachty, Wayno. But there's also a part of me that says, man, I hate the way Wayno went out. If he can get his arm healthy, if he can get his knee healthy, if he can get his stride healthy. And also, by the way, one of the things you talked about down the stretch was going to a six-man rotation. I'm not saying that's what you need to do next year, but give him more, like, 
there was no reason to pitch him the last two weeks. There just wasn't outside of nostalgia. There was no he's reason. Also, to pitch him. He's also, for Adam's sake, chasing 200 wins. He's five away. Ow. Which I, I do think out of my would be huge league. for him. Um, yes, I do too. Um, I I don't know. Here's, oh my God, you Darvish cannot hold a fucking lead. They just got it to three to two. He gives up a homer immediately to Trey Turner. That guy's having a hell of a Okay, season. let me. I want to get to that. So hold on. We'll get to that later. So let's, because um, I want to, hey, keep that in your mind. Braves and Astros coming back and Dodgers coming back. So I want to get to that, but go ahead. Okay. Um, what were we talking about? Oh, uh, we know. Okay. Um, what if they trade Jack Flaherty in the offseason and then they bring back Wayne? No, can't. Yeah, you can. You can't. You have to think about it. Okay, here's the thing, Kate. And here's what I'll say. I know that Q was great. I get it. I do. I know that Miles was very good in game two. The, look at every other team in Major League Baseball right now. You have to have a legit number one. You can't. I know that the Braves won a World Series last year with literally Max Fried and, and Kyle Wright. I get it. And Ian Andrew. Like, I get it. Because Morton got hurt. But you had Morton getting you there. Like, you... You Max have Freed's to have a one, guy. Man. Max Fried's a number one. Last year he wasn't. He was not. Yes, last he was. Year. Look at no, he wasn't. He wasn't. And Max also Freed. look at his postseason last year. Not good, by the he way. He threw six shutout innings in Game Six of the World Series. I'm telling you, look through he his. Did. Hold on. Yeah, all right. Where's it at? Look through his whole. Either way. Yeah, I find all right. Well, it should be right there. Either way, my point is very simple. That you have to have a guy at the top of the rotation. It's not Adam Wainwright. It's not Miles Michaelis. It's not Jordan he, Montgomery. He was an ace last year. He had what was his ERA? How many starts though? Um, twenty-one. Yeah. No, 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 no. Sorry, hold on. Twenty-eight. Okay. So he was yeah, better. He was what great. I, again, so you want it with one starting pitcher. That's what I'm saying. Like you really want it with one starting pitcher. I mean, Charlie well, you Morton got there good. because of Morton and. And the emergence of Kyle Wright, you had Ian Anderson, and you had – I'm just saying you have to have somebody at the top of the rotation. You have to. You have to. And I, there's no way I'm dealing with Jack Flaherty. I'm sorry. I'm not. Here's the thing that I would, I would say I would consider it, um, just for the simple fact that if he doesn't want to be here. I don't know. I've heard Brad Thompson. I heard him talking on the fast lane today. Um, he said that Jack Flaherty has never said to anyone that he doesn't want to be here. No. And that that's just a narrative that's been spewed by people because of they course. assume he doesn't want to be there. Um, Hold on, stop. Let me stop you for a second. That's a narrative spewed by people who don't want him here. That's what that is. Maybe. And there has been some things that he said he doesn't love Bill DeWitt, and I don't either. I don't blame him. No. Um, well, there's a reason. The, well, there's reason. There's stuff Bill DeWitt has um, put his money into that was very anti-Jack Flaherty, if you know his opinion. Correct. So, but that's not really what I want to get into. What I will say is I would go to Jack. Would you go to Jack Flaherty and offer him a contract extension? Yes. Okay. I think I would. I don't know how long I would, but I think I would consider Three it. years. He would take, turn it down. Um, but okay. I'm, and then and one then more thing. That's I, fine. The reason you don't trade Jack Flaherty, and this is the biggest point I can make, I think. Um, the teams that are going to want Jack Flaherty are competing because he has one year left. And they're going to want to give you people that aren't going to be helping them win, which means they're not going to be helping you win. Which means you might as well just keep Jack Flaherty, right? And have have him help you win. That's yeah, and I say three years say. because I don't in, in, in today's day and age of baseball, I wouldn't give any pitcher more than three years. I just wouldn't. Like, it if, depends if, on who it is. Ah, uh, no. And here's the thing: everybody's no gonna be, everybody's gonna be talking about years. Verlander and Degrom. Not going after either one of those two guys. There's no way I'm investing that kind of oh, money no. when I have oh, so no. much money. I'm not investing in those two. Carlos Rodon is very interesting. He's gonna want five years. 
So are you going to want to sign Carlos Rodon to five years? Five thirty years, million a year, ten million dollars. Yeah, he could get no five way. years, one hundred and fifty million. That's what he's going to get. Whoever gets him that, good luck. I'm just saying that's what he's good. Like he got twenty, he got two years, forty-four million from the Giants. He's going to opt out after one, and he was better this year than he was the year before. So that that's why I just don't think you can give up Flaherty. Now, if you re-sign Wainwright, you've got Matt coming back, you've got Monty, you've got Miles. What, what do you do with Dakota Hudson, and what do you do with Jose Quintana? Again, Caleb put on the, the GM hat. What are you doing with those two guys? I would First thing I would do is I would offer Monty a fair what – what I would believe would be a fair deal to extend to two or three years is what I would offer him. And if he turned it down, he would be traded, and I would bring back Quintana. <laughs> and then I'm not kidding, and I don't think that's out of the realm of possibilities because who would you rather have right now? I mean, honestly. And then – um, Dakota Hudson, I don't care what you do with him. Okay, let me say this. I, I, I think I tweeted to somebody about this earlier today. We were talking about it. I would tread very lightly with Jose Quintana. He was great he this year. Don't get me wrong. He was great when he came here. But if you look, he hasn't had a sub four ERA since 2016. All right. So investing three to four years in Jose Quintana, which he's going to want three. All right. That's what I'm taking. Then I tell him to agree. That's where I'm at as well. And I love him. I, what he did this year was great. But also, let's not forget, J.A. Happ and John Lester were also good here last year. There was no need to give them three more years. No. So, And I know well, Quintana's only 31. I understand everything. What I'm saying is the track record of Jose Quintana would make me a little nervous if I were going to extend him. And I don't think I'm giving him three years. I just don't. He's 33, you just gave Steven Matz four years for no reason. Quintana's going to be 34. Come on. Yeah, that oh, deal sucks. That's I was wrong. I read, I read his age wrong. Okay, um, I thought it was 31, but okay. Because it really does hamstring you with what you're going to be able to do. Um, I don't – I think – I don't know. I would try to give Monty a two-year extension if he would take it. And that's a number three that you can have for three. He's a legit number three for you. Yeah, because – well, Miles is gone after next year, most likely. I don't see them re-upping him. It depends on what he did. If he does the same thing he did last this year, next year, then, yeah, you do, but you do – I don't – okay. See, this is where the Cardinals get hamstrung. Let's look at Matt Carpenter. Let's look at Paul DeYoung. Honestly, you can look at Miles Michaelis. Let's look at the contract. You've got to be careful with some of these guys. Like, you have to play this smarter than with your emotions. That is why I think you. That's why I think you really need to. If Jeff Flaherty goes on Dominic Stacks, you really got to throw some money at him. Just for the simple fact that I, I think you need to have someone that's not. The fact that Miles Michaelis is only one year older than Quintana is weird. Um, you cannot keep having fours and fives fill your rotation every year. Agreed. And the fact that they're signing these Steven Matz guys. No offense to Steven Matz. He's a solid pitcher that can do some good things for you. But we have five of him. I agree. It'll cost you $11 million a year. And that's why, like I said, I would be very interested in Rodon. I just think you're – I think no, he's going to get – he's going to set the market. Like like he's the, he's the premier left-handed pitcher on the market. Right? Also, that, let's that, not he's forget gonna, that guy has had massive injury problems in his past. Right now, he's, he's been great his last two years. He's been he great his last twenty-nine. I'm just saying, I wouldn't horrible. do it. I mean, he had a dead arm for the last two months of his late year last year with the White Sox. Yeah, so that's just not a guy I go after. But no. I yeah, don't get, I don't you, get that. I mean, I think honestly, your bullpen is pretty strong for next year. Like, if you look at it, I mean, I don't think I don't see where you have to go out and add a bullpen arm. Right, I agree. So I think you're looking at if you bring Wayno back, which I believe they're going to. Like I think that after today, that's going to happen. I think there's room for another starter. My mind, it can't be a number three, four, or five guy. There's not but room again, for another one if you bring Wayno back. So here's my question, Kay. This is where I'm getting to. All right, you're not going to pay the Degrom money, nor would I. At 35 years old, I'm not. 
I'm not paying a 40-year-old Justin Verlander, 30, I don't know how old he is, almost 40-year-old Justin Verlander. Love him. Hall of Famer. DeGrom, Hall of Famer. I'm not paying those guys. Carlos Rodon, I think, is going to cost you. If you're going to do that, you're not getting Wilson Contreras. That's what I would say. Right. They're so, not getting what, Carlos Rodon. so are you looking at, are you going to look, are you going to look at a trade? I mean, I know yes. in the past you've talked Lucas Giolito. That's, that's, right, that's what I was going to say. That's who I'd go for. Okay. okay. And I, I think the White Sox are in a bad situation right now where their guys are getting older. They're not. And honestly, the, the White Sox were good for two years. Their team, which was like supposed to be a budding team. It's dead. I'm sorry. I'm saying it. Abreu is going to be gone. That team is going to have to be gutted and they're about to rebuild again. Yeah, it does feel that way. What's wrong? There an ad popped up on my thing. I was hearing music in the background, and I thought <laughs> I was wondering what was happening. But anyway, are you I, watching I, porn I, on the other, like on your other? No, it was some it was some commercial on. Um, anyway, I agree. Like, you, well, okay, but but I think on, somebody like that. That's a trade partner. You might be able to find a, a Tyler O'Neill. Might be able to fit somewhere there because I don't think they're re-signing Lucas Giolito. And also, how cool would it be to have Lucas Giolito and Jack Flaherty in the same rotation? Is there somebody else? Is there somebody else out there that, off the top of your head, like the team that I think of, honestly, is Houston, right? They have like six starting pitchers now. They want Verlander. Know how valuable they are. Well, Verlander's probably going to be gone, so that that probably changes everything. But you know, if you're looking at a McCullers or a, um, you know, they got and they have young guys on their way. But again, I, I'm just intrigued to see, like we said, I think it's a massive offseason for the front. Like, honestly, maybe generational be. changing offseason. That, that's probably hyperbole, but I, I don't know that it is because here's the thing. We haven't won. Like, we've won one series since 2015, 2013. One series. And that was against the Braves. That is. That's yeah. no way. 2015, we lost to the Cubs. Though. 2014, we lost the NLCS, didn't we? 13, we lost the NLCS to the to – the, um, 13, we went to the World Series. 14, I apologize, 14. That was the Ishikawa home run, wasn't it? Yes. Or, or was that 12? That was 14. That's still hot. Okay, so 14, my apologies. Since 14, right, you've won one series. There were three years in there where you didn't even make the playoffs. You have to – it's great having Goldie and Nolan, but if they're – you have to do something to improve the lineup, but also here's the thing. And you said it, you have to have a one, two in your starting rotation. Like I love miles. He was great this year. Don't get me wrong. I love Monty. I love Wayno. Quintana was awesome. Those guys in a top level team are not a one or a two. That's what I'll say. And here's the thing that I'll say to you. If, and this is nothing against Quintana because he didn't give up a run, but Michaelis and those guys that gave up the few, very few runs they gave up in the Philly series. If they didn't have Zach Will and Aaron Nola, what would their conversations have been after losing the first two games? Right. It would have been our offense didn't do shit. Yep. But guess what? Their pitchers went out and shoved, and they got enough yep. to win the games, so they won. So that's not a conversation in Philadelphia. So, yeah, our offense didn't do great. Our Their offense didn't do anything. The difference is they had guys that can l- limit you to zero runs. We're saying Michaelis didn't have a bad start, but he gave up two runs. Aaron Nola didn't have a bad start. He gave up zero runs. you yeah. got to have guys. And Quintana gave up zero. He but again, I just think I get nervous with falling in love with Jose Quintana. That's all I'll say. That's all I'm going to say. I don't think I don't think there's a chance they bring Jose Quintana back. Yeah, um, I don't think it makes any sense to be honest. I will we've say got, I, don't know, I don't know. I don't know. What we've doing. got a few weeks left. Kind of move on from the Cardinals here. We've got a few weeks left of baseball, and I think uh, just to get to the other first round games, you see, I've transformed completely to the Mariners. Um, their loss yesterday, 100 percent on me. Uh, I went ahead and put two jerseys up for the Mariners because the Cardinals were dead. 
And I was like, well, all my eggs are in the basket of the very happy that the Mariners and the Guardians are playing because those are the two teams I'm rooting for. And the American League don't have a Guardians jersey. Put the Mariners jerseys up. They're winning all day. Then Jordan crushes the soul of everyone in Seattle, including myself. So honestly, Seattle, hashtag CS Rise, all you guys out there, that loss was on me. And I'm not going to say I'm not rooting for the Mariners, but I'm not like invested into like heartbreak when they lose. I Um, love them. I love them. home run from Jordan Alvarez was incredible. And his reaction when he hit yes. it. And the, and the players' reaction. High-fiving the players before he got the first. I've yes. never seen that in my life. No. That ball was hit so far. I called you immediately when I heard <laughs> I heard it. I was telling you I was listening to the radio. I heard it. It was so loud on the thing. Well, okay, was, so he did you happen to watch ball. MLB Central this morning? No, I wasn't awake. Okay, so Roflo, his cousin was in attendance, like a buddy of his. And was recording it that place I, that looked like the most fun place in the world but Robert, what was awesome to me was and you talked about the high-fiving was the with the speed that all the players got out there knew it was gone i mean bregman right there bregman was there like immediately well, right he was on knew. huh he was on yeah, i know but i'm saying like he was all the way up the line immediately that, that, that's what i was watching too it was I, incredible because I, I was watching it and it was immediate when he hit it. Jose Altuve was sitting down right on the side of the dugout. Immediately when he made contact with the ball, I'm assuming they heard it, and they all got up and ran out there because immediately they knew it was gone. I have never – first off, a first player in postseason history to hit a walk-off home run went down by multiple runs in the ninth inning. Wild. That was one of the wildest stats I've ever heard. I saw that today. Um, I couldn't believe then, it. Yeah, I, again, you got Luis Castillo next game, Maybe. Will he throw the next game? Luis Castillo he... next game. Okay. I didn't know if they if that's what you were going to do. And George then you go Kirby home and you could go Ray, but I almost think you're going to no, go it's Kirby. Kirby. They announced today it's Kirby. Oh, okay. I didn't see that. Okay, so great. That's what I would do. Um, By the way, Logan Gilbert was fucking awesome yesterday. I love really seeing good. that. His deadline is um, not going to pop out. I love that team. J-Rod, J-Rod with a big game. Hey, these lights ain't too bright for me. That's Except what he said. they lost that game because those storylines are lost. You know what else I love? Jared Kelnick's playing meaningful baseball. Well. I'm well. so happy for him. I love him. But anyway. They, they, I love that they went into Toronto. Luis Castillo shoved it right up the Blue Jays' ass. Robbie Ray did not look good, but then they come back game three and, and they take it from Toronto in a wild game, an absolutely wild game. Sorry, game, yeah, it was game three, right? Game two. No, they, they swept them. It, yeah, that was the wild game where they were down eight to one. JP Crawford with that insane <laughs> blooper. That they come back. That was awesome. Um, but hurt. also, here's the thing, Caleb. As much as it hurts to watch our offense here in St. Louis, could you imagine being a Tampa Bay Rays fan? They've got to do something. Like, that team is there every year. That offense is direct. That was one of the worst games I've ever seen in my life, even though it was awesome. But the home run from Oscar Gonzalez, incredible. What a way to win for the guards. What a bad that was fantastic. yesterday, by the way. Yeah, well, that was bad. That was horrible. But also, <laughs> but, like, that team cannot the, – the Rays cannot hit at all. No, and – I mean, I do. I love that they extended Wander Franco, but he's going to be on the field. He's got to be Wander Franco. Randy Rosarino is not Barry Bonds like he was in the postseason. No, he is massively um, declined. <laughs> Brandon Lau's really good. He's always hurt. Um, I like Fidel Brujan as a prospect. I don't. They, they keep trading away guys, and eventually the system's going to bite them in the ass because they keep yeah. doing that when they're good, and you can't. You yep. can't. They can't trade away in Austin Meadows. I know he had a bad year in Detroit, and I know he had some mental health issues. So I hope he's doing okay. But. Um, you can't keep doing that. You have no. to keep your guys. So and eventually, you you also Caleb, eventually, eventually, you have to go out and sign a couple hitters. Like you have you to. Can't they're getting two thousand fans a night? 
they then you, get then out we of need to move them. We got to get them out of Tampa. We got to get them no, into Tampa Bay. Into Tampa Bay, not out of Tampa Bay. There you Bay, go. Tampa yes. That's Tampa Bay. I mean, the lightning and the bugs, that place is wild when they play. Yeah. And it's not a Tampa yep. Bay problem. No. No, it's a St. Petersburg problem. I will say, okay, you want to get to the Guardians? Guardians won. Well, yeah, that's what I want to get to because what I wanted to say was um, as bad as Tampa Bay's offense was, I don't want to take away from their pitching because their pitching was fucking nails. For six, right, and then game one, obviously Bieber goes out and looks great. Game two, I love Tr- Tristan McKenzie keeps rising up. Sticks. My favorite players in baseball, love that Dr. dude. Plays, plays chess before the game, goes out and dominates. Has killer, killer throw. I, I love that dude. Right, um, he's awesome. But but uh, last night, man, they had Cole on the ropes, and they just couldn't get. It's the one thing that's kind of cost the Guardians all year is is you need. I mean, outside of J, outside of J Ram. You know, you need Naylor to be good, and he has yet to be good. They need that. Uh, Stephen Kwan, the bomb off Cole, fantastic. That was awesome. Um, you know, but you need – you've got to have somebody outside of Jose Ramirez step up. Uh, they got Ramirez to strike out in a big situation. Ramirez hasn't stepping up either, I'm not saying. Well, he had, yeah, right. Well, he hit the home I mean, run. Game in, one, in, he had – yeah, but – Yeah, right. The way that team's built is Jose Ramirez has to step Correct. up every game. But you also um, need, again, Josh Naylor to step up. You have to have somebody so behind Garrett, him. Garrett Cole's an interesting postseason pitcher. He has that one inning. And it goes one of two ways. He blows it up, and he's horrible, and the whole city of New York hates him. Or he gets out of it, and then he deals the rest of the game. That was, I believe, the third inning. I don't remember what inning it was. They had the bases loaded after Quan homered. Third or and, fourth. And yeah. Naylor looked lost all night. Jose yes. Ramirez didn't look great. Um, he might hit a double, though. I might be wrong. He might have hit a double yesterday. Um, I, I don't know. I That team, they're in trouble. They're in deep trouble. They I don't think be. the Yankees have a powerhouse offense. I know they have some big names in that. And good for Harry Bader, by the way. We'll talk about him in a second. Yes, agreed. Um, but I don't, I just, I don't think the Guardians have the offense to stay with the Yankees. And then Josh Donaldson has the, the Yankee Stadium moment where um, thought the guy what was leaning out. Become, huh? Yeah, whatever. I'm it a, is, jo- what I've been is. a Josh Donaldson fan my whole life. I have socks with his face on it. But um, Brainer has got to, he's got to start getting in the good side of the news because he's always in something bad. <laughs> Well, game two for that series, though, you got Bieber versus Cortez. Nestor, great story first half. Really struggled the second half. Has been a little bit better, I think, the last couple weeks. But Shane Bieber has been elite almost the entire season. And I, I, I don't know. I think that if Bieber goes out and pitches the way he did in game one, granted, Yankee Stadium it's different than pitching at home against Tampa. But I do believe if he goes out, I think you could go back to Cleveland tied one one i really truly do i think that team can with bieber on the mound i think they've got a shot that's what i'll say and then you go and you got mckenzie just got the problem with them and i said this when we were on with d before the playoffs started when we had hope that the cardinals weren't awful um was that they got home runs you have to be able to hit home runs you just do yeah they're the difference um quad hit one yesterday no one else did anything and you look over the other side you got a big one from harrison bader um did they hit another one they did didn't they someone else another one right Rizzo, bomb. Rizzo, yeah, Rizzo's big one. That was that was yeah. a good, cool moment. Um, you got to be able to do that. And honestly, like they've got Aaron Judge out, he didn't do anything yesterday. No, so that's the guy. Neither you're did But they have guys throughout the lineup that can they can homer off you. And it worries me that you're kind of relying on Naylor, Gonzalez, or Ramirez to homer, and no one else can do it really. Well, you got Quan. Yeah, hey, Monstro got a hit. Six the whole year. Monstro got a hit. He has a hit like his last five games in a row. Yeah. Um, oh, anyway, I, I still think because of their pitching that they're going to stay in that series. I really, truly do. I'm um, just shifting it over to the National League a little bit. We've talked about ours. 
It was the Mets choke. Like, come on, that was incredible. Like, hey, it also, by the way, took all all the all the headlines off of the Cardinals. Card, nobody's talking about the Cardinals anymore. They're talking about Scherzer getting his ass ripped. Um, Degrom looking good. Bassett getting his ass ripped, and uh, the Padres moving on to play the Dodgers. The the Mets may have built themselves a whole one year window. Degrom may be Degrom's gone. I'll stand by that. Degrom is gone. Um, the Bassett may be gone. Um, Edwin Diaz, the trumpet man, might be gone. They're gonna he's gone. Oh, he's gone for I, sure. I think the biggest, the, the thing that's crazy to me, Steve Cohen, yeah, he has a lot of money. He's going to throw it at people. I mean, he's freaking out and kind of just throwing at whoever comes up each year because he wants to be make an impact so quickly. He offered more money to Trevor Bauer than the Dodgers did. He offered yeah. all this money to Max Scherzer, who, by the way, yeah, he had, his stats were pretty good, but down the stretch, I mean, the two biggest games he could have pitched in the year, Failed both of them against the Mets yeah. and then against the Padres. Um, he's throwing money at every free agent. He's trying. Yeah, that's what I meant. Sorry. He's trying. Yeah. Steve Cohen is trying so hard to make an impact so quickly that every free agent class he's going to try to go for the big fish, and that's not always going to work. Like he's going to sign Carlos Rodon, guaranteed. He will yeah. sign him for a lot that's, of money. That's, and that's where I was work. going with that. Like or Verlander or Verlander. I think Verlander go back to Houston. Why wouldn't he? Um. Yeah. You know the Dodgers. Like that's a tough matchup. What's the score now? Do you know? Three to three, but the Dodgers are coming. You Darvish is not look yeah. good. The, and, and this is what I said earlier. I was like, okay, remind me to say this. One thing with the Cardinals that is different, and and, and we, we talked about it ad nauseum, but it's something I do think you have – that Bears, Bears talking about is when the team gets down, you don't feel like they're going to just push their way back. Now, I say that simply because look what the Braves did yesterday. That With that lineup, they're never out of a game. They're not. No. They're not. They look look at what the Yankees crazy. Yankees get down one nothing. I and I I agree with you. I don't think the Yankees lineup is that awesome. But again, they come they battle back. The Astros are down to their last out. They're never out of a game. I don't care what the score is. The Dodgers are never out of a game. I don't care what the score is. And yes, granted, I just named three of the the, the most elite franchises. Well, the Cardinals were top. The Cardinals need like that's what you have to have. I believe in today's baseball to win a World Series as a team that if you get down, you're not out of it. And it felt like all year if the Cardinals got down three or four, they had a couple comebacks, not but for year. the most part. There was a stretch about it all of There was. felt like they could come back. Here's the thing that's different. We played the Dodgers two times this year, yeah. different times in the year. One was in July. The other one was in September. Both times when you got a lead, you felt like they could come back and hurt you. Correct. You've got to be able to do it for 162 and the postseason. You and as a the team that's just going to get hot for a month. As I'm watching game. these games, I, I also feel like the Phillies can come back on you. And we saw it with us. They can do but, it. They can do it with right. us quickly. But I don't, I, I don't like, here's the thing with the Guardians get down five nothing. I don't feel like the Guardians are coming back. That's right. Great. If the Astros jump out on the Mariners tomorrow, four to nothing in the second inning, I think the Mariners' offense is great, but I don't think that the Astros' offense stops hitting. So that's where I'm like, if the Cardinals want to be an elite team, hey, if you just want to go along and win the NL Central and get in the, the, um, playoffs, which it does seem like maybe a lot of people believe. I'm not saying that, but if that's what you want, then this is what you're going to build. But if you want to be an elite team, you have to get depth in that lineup where from one through nine, somebody can get you at any point and you don't ever feel like you're out of it. That's all there is to it. Yeah, I agree. Um, they just, they have to get better. And whether, and here's the thing, they've got all these young prospects we keep talking about. It's Gorman, it's Walker, it's Carlson. They got to yep, step up. They've got to step yep. up. Because let's be honest yep. here. We talk about Houston and how great they are. 
none of their guys, they didn't sign any of these guys, other than Michael Brantley, who's not even playing right now. Alvarez, they did, they traded for him, but he was a nobody. He was a throw in that they did. The Dodgers. Springer and Correa both gone, but both of those guys were big yep. for a long time. Bregman, Altuve drafted. They've got to have yeah. guys have to come up and they've got to be good. Yeah. I agree. Bregman needs to take a step forward. Carlson needs to take a step forward. Carlson took a 90 point downgrade in his OPS this year. You got to go the opposite way. You got to go up. Yeah. Gorman, same way. I agree. Needs to be, I'm going to be honest with you, Dad. The next 10 years of the Cardinals franchise, him, and this is a lot of pressure to put on a guy. But if Jordan Walker's not a star, I don't see them having much success. Yeah. It, it, and, you know, and it, it does make it easy for the Jeff Albert marks, which we've had our conversations on here about. They're clueless. Like, the, the things they say are clueless. But when you see a Carlson regression, right? But here's the thing. I'll go back to it. We said it a half an hour ago. Gorman, Carlson, Yepes, Walker, maybe put him in the lineup every fucking day. Yeah, Juan Yepes is such a weird one to me because I don't know why. I just don't feel like he – I don't know what it is with him. I'm a he fan. Do great. I'm, I like him a lot, but I just, I don't know, having him every day in the lineup. I don't, they, we've got to see some progress from these guys. I don't know what it is. Like, look at all these guys in LA. Gavin Lux took a massive step forward this year, batted over 300, I believe, most of the year. I don't know if he ended there. And the Cardinals just, they just don't get that. They're two best players that we have faith in aren't from our system. <laughs> yeah. But again, I, I'll go back to you. You got to let him play. You can't keep fucking around with their heads. You just can't. No, and to be fair to Ollie, he gave Gorman and Carlson a lot of a lot of opportunities. He they did didn't have a lot uh, of opportunities. Yes, yeah, I know, I know. I'm saying next year, there's and no. I understand the Gorman stuff, but Donovan and Pools outplayed him. That's yeah. the simple reality of it. I agree. The big league champ performed. Well, like we said, big big off season for the Cards. Um, I'm excited to watch these games the next couple of weeks. Uh, well, I'll be up Saturday. Big game for the U of I. We play Minnesota. So, do you know? Like, do you have tickets already? Because we have our tickets. Yeah, I got them for 20 bucks. Yeah, we got ours for like 30, I think. So we're at section 112. I don't know. Looks pretty good. I, I, mine are student tickets, so whenever I get there, it's Sweet. Where they'll put me. All right. So I'll get it. We'll get it. I'm excited about that to see the U of I. Braves are about to take game one. I mean, game two, it's going to be even going to Philly. Yeah. I think that That's series goes five. Yeah. I think the Phillies win game one at home with Nola, and I think the Braves find a way to get into game five. That's interesting. You could see some upsets in this divisional series, I think. I really do. I think I could see San Diego end up finding a way to somehow weirdly win this series. I don't know. I can't. I can't. I, I, I don't can't know. See if that. they win this game, they get it back to San Diego, and then Big Joe, yeah. you want that – Snell and I know. Joe, you want to go I, face them in San Diego? I, I get it. I, I just don't see it. But you could be right. Um, anything else you want to hit on baseball-wise? Uh, hey, sucks. one thing that we didn't hit on, um, really cool – the only cool thing for the two games, Albert and Yachty's last at bat as a Cardinal both base hits. Would not have hit Yachty there. Same as Stan <laughs> But that's whatever. Hey, they got – but that's really cool. Like those – again, baseball. Like I don't know what, what else you statues said. already, by the way? Like what do we – we have to wait till they get in the Hall of Fame. Retire the numbers next year. Yeah. Who are we messing yeah, with? Right. There, there should right. never be a number four and a number five on the Cardinals ever yeah. again. Pretty, pretty, pretty hard to argue with. So keep an eye on Wayne. We got a lot to do in the offseason. Uh, but enjoy those of you fans of baseball, like not just Cardinal baseball. These, This is fun. Like I will say, um, like I can breathe now. So it's kind of there more was fun a part of me yesterday. I didn't go to class yesterday because the Phillies and the Braves are playing, so I didn't go. Um, so doing great with that education of, up there. There's a part of me that was thinking, man, it sucks that the Cardinals aren't here right now, and I'm not watching them today. And then after that, after that thought, it's kind of been like, okay, whatever, they're gone. Agreed. It's like, yeah, you know, I'm kind of excited. I'm, I'm sick in the head. I've decided. Like I got immediately after they lost, I got excited to be like, what are they going to do in the off season? Just to probably be disappointed with that. I, I don't think so. <laughs> I think you're right. Cycle. 
I think it's. I think it is. I think it's a massive offseason, and it's something that I think every fan. I hope should Nolan be leverages his contract status to get them to make moves. Yeah, me too. Me too. Honestly, I do. I don't think he won't, but I hope he does. Um, predictions. We. I was two and two. I took the Mariners and the Guardians. Then I took the Cardinals and the Mets. All you also were two and two. Three and one. I took the Padres. Yeah, but you didn't take the Mariners. You took the Blue Jays. Did I? Yes. You're right. I did. Okay. Yeah. Did. So you were also two and two. So to re to re go, we're tied two two. Obviously, there were some games played. Um, Houston, Seattle. Who are you taking? Houston. I think they go back to the World Series. I said that the whole year. Yeah. I'm taking Seattle. There we go. Let's make it fun. I think they have a chance. I think it go. I think it goes five. Um. All right. Let's go. Yankees guards. Yankees in two. A three. Yankees in three. I'm taking guards in no, five. No, no, I, you know, no, Yankees in four. I think McKenzie wins his start. Guards in five. Okay, I hope so. And this is – yeah. you don't get mad at me. I just – I don't like what I've seen from their offense over the last three games. National League, Dodgers, Padres, I'm taking the Dodgers. I'm taking the Dodgers too, but I hope the Padres do it. Yeah, okay. So you just did that, no, so I now you I can't could, lose. No, I said I could see it happening, but if I'm going to put my – We could on lose. It, um Saying the Dodgers do it. Braves, Phillies, I'm taking the Braves. I think the Phillies win it. So you're taking the Phillies on record. I do. Okay. I do, and I All don't right. know why they're I don't know why, but I do I just I feel like the Phillies are gonna win it. I think they've got some okay. magic things going on there. Um speaking of Phillies, like we talked about guys stepping up, Bryce Harper's had a great, great start to this playoffs this season. I think he was five for ten coming in. I think he has two hits tonight, one or he, two. And he flew out um, to the warning track. Twice. Yeah, like yeah. that's what you need. You need guys like that to step up. Also, great to see Nick Castellanos have success like he's had the last What a play games. he made in the ninth. What I'm... a dumb, what a dumb play. Yeah. What a play. <laughs> right, right. Like if that ball gets by him, he looks like an idiot. That's There's a no triple. To do that. Yeah. There's no reason for him. And by the no. way, if you're going to dive, don't dive so that the only way that you don't, that the ball doesn't go by you is if you catch it. That's not how you're supposed to dive. Also, but it was a really nice play. <laughs> I don't know how you view this, but it's almost like I watch Matt Olson. It seems like he's been in a Braves uni his entire life. His swing is so nice. It's I'm so, that bomb he hit last so night. Nice. He is just, or yesterday. He is so. I, I'm a fan. It just feels like he's uh, from Atlanta. And, and here's the thing: you and I talked about this. All the people on Twitter clamoring that we're going to go get Trey Turner or Correa. We're not. Um, yeah, but if Turner doesn't go to LA, guess who does? Dansby. And then guess who goes to Atlanta? Trey Turner. Let's <laughs> tell that really quickly. Shortstop's not your need. No, I agree. You've got two young middle infielders that you. Be, I think you. I think the organization believes in both of them, and you know, I'm two young second basemen, I should say. And then you've got Tommy Edmond, who's just such a valuable player that I don't want to ever see anywhere but St. Louis. So let's just not go down that road. We also have Mason Wynn knocking down the door at shortstop. Yeah, so right. like there, that's not a spot. Again, if I'm the Cardinals, I'm looking at a starter outside of Wayno. I'm looking at a catcher, and I'm looking at a big time outfielder that can hit. That's what I'm saying. That, that's what I'm looking at if I'm the Cardinals. Or you're looking for guys in your – and there is a world where some of these guys take a step forward and you really don't need that extra bat. But I don't know if yeah. I want them to take that chance again. Could be Tyler O'Neill. Like if he comes back – Could be Jordan Walker could end up being one of the best oh, players. I, I'm right. adding two Walker. I know. I'm saying Jordan Walker has that ceiling of being one of the best. Yeah. This isn't your Dylan Carlson, Nolan Gorman, who are your top no. play, organizational prospects. This is one of the best prospects in the world, Jordan Walker. Yeah. So he could end up being that guy. I really hope he is. Agreed. Well, anything else? No, I don't have anything. Well, it's been a really good right. playoff, though. Really good postseason. Yeah, it has. So, fans of baseball, go watch it. Enjoy it. Uh, 
see us rise, go Mariners. That's who I'm rooting for now. Obviously, I want to see them play the Guardians. I think that would be incredible. Um, Cardinals, like I said, a lot of work. Hey, it sucks. It's being a fan. It's awful. I hate the, the the finality of the season, especially after what happened 162. I think a lot of us got caught up in that, myself included, which we should have, uh, in believing that magic was going to continue. What that magic. About. Woo! Remember when I that, said every fan base believes they have magic, but only one yeah. truly does? Where we're at. They, they pulled a dead rabbit sport. out of the hat. That's what they did. So I, I will, I'll ask you this. Has this, are the games being played up to this point, has it changed your mind on any of the teams currently still playing? Are any of them better than you thought or worse than you thought? Houston's fucking good. Same, same. And I still thought they were the best, but man, I think they yeah. might be the best team in baseball. It, it's my, and I'm going to be honest. I picked the Mariners simply because I love them, and I, I kind of want to be the contrarian. But if we're going to be honest, I, I, it, you could see Atlanta and Houston wear each other out. It. I mean, Atlanta and LA wear each other out in a seven game series, and Houston just dominate the rest of the way with that rotation and that bullpen. They brought in Brian Pena yesterday. One of the great best relievers in Major League Baseball in the fifth inning. And a mop-up roll down seven to one. And guess what he did? He kept them in the game and they end up winning. I mean, that team that I thought that game was over. I, I know that's how explosive their offense is. But okay, the Mariners take this one. I still think the Astros win the series. And then they said, fuck you, I'm gonna go take it anyway. And we're definitely gonna win the series. Guriel, Guriel goes bridge, Bregman goes bridge. Like they they just they they don't stop they Altuve turn it looks Altuve looks 25 again. The catcher position, you've got Javi or Vasquez, I'm sorry, in Mount Maldonado. One of those guys are going to come up with a big hit. Kyle Tucker is Kyle Tucker. I mean, they just Fantastic. they don't He's stop. So good. And Jeremy Pena might be the best. What's he hitting? Pena hitting ninth in that lineup, I think. Pena's hitting second. Second. That's what I meant. Second. I that's right. I forgot. Two bases leading off. Pena. But again, they just come at you over and over and over. I think Jordan and... Alvarez may legitimately be. I mean, he's the best left-handed hitter in baseball, and no one's even close to him. He's big poppy, dude. I'm saying. I'll say it again. And, and I'm not. But he's way better against left-handed hitters. That's pitchers. who he is. Yeah. He had, he had almost a thousand OPS against left-handed pitchers in the regular season. Yeah. Uh, he's unreal. Yep. Well, enjoy it. Um, enjoy your Wednesday night. Everybody else, enjoy the weekend. It's supposed to be beautiful, it looks like. I will be up at the U of I game on Saturday. I'm excited about that. But watch a lot of October baseball. Watch some college football. Saints won. Let's get them rolling a little bit. And uh, off we go. Sound good? Sounds good. Also, don't throw a lave on his head like that. That made me sad. That yeah, was scary. well, he didn't practice today, but he does. Fell are getting scary. does look like he's going to play this weekend. So. Oh, he shouldn't. Well, he, he did light activity, so evidently he's been cleared. He I don't know. He him for a week. It's not that important. Okay. Well, well it is. You've got to then, okay, yeah, but his brain health is not. Look at Antonio right? Brown. Right uh, absolutely, 100%. All right, um, everybody, have a fantastic weekend. Have a fan- We'll be back next week after this round, right? And that our plan will come back again in the next, right before the LCSs. We'll see how the games go, if there's anything yep. we want to talk about. And uh, talk to you guys. Have an awesome weekend. Uh, stay safe out there. Take care of each other. We'll talk to you soon. Cheers. The more you know, the more you know, the more you know, it's the more you know.